Okay, welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. This is Angel, your hostess. I hope everybody's having a fabulous day. I'm having an exciting day because I feel like I'm on an international trip because I'm here with um, our guests from Australia. And I am here with Alan David Reed and Tawny Wolf, who come to us to talk about their book, The Ten Terrains of Consciousness. Good day to you guys. How are you? Hi, Angel. We're doing really great and so excited to have this conversation. Yeah, we're, we're really happy to talk with you. It's going to be really fun. This is really cute. I'm sitting here having this wonderful virtual conversation, which I love because in this current time, you know, we get to talk to all kinds of people. But I'm sitting in like my, my living room, my bookcase. I feel like you guys are in like like a news studio. <laughs> I feel like we I could make it really simple for people because we're talking about these, these terrains. It's so much easier if they can, people can see the icons. It just makes it so much easier. So we decided the other day, let's stick a thing up there. Okay, fine for a minute because I was. I appreciate you explaining that because I feel better now. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show here on Spirit Talk Radio. We we love to bring people in from different modalities and different um, you know philosophies to talk about transformational. Uh, motivational, inspirational topics, and uh, we connected through um, through the internet. And you sent, um, you guys uh, accepted the invitation and sent me your information. I've been going through it, and I've been going through this book. And I have I have never touched anything quite like this before. It was really fascinating. So I want to give you guys a chance to talk about what this is and how it came to be, and then we're going to start digging into the the nitty gritty. <laughs> so you go ahead, talk. there you go. I start by saying that the 10 terrains is a map of our spiritual evolution. And it is showing how each of us are sitting in parallel universes along a continuum. And it really is about our journey back to ourself, our infinite self and, and healing ourselves back to that point, which we have always been. And have in many cases forgotten who we were. And how this came about is quite fascinating. Spirit really brought this through us. We have very complementary skills, Tani and I, uh, the masculine and feminine balance. It's as if it sort of like came up from, you know, between us through all the questions we've been asking. And I've been in, in a lifetime journey of looking at the mysteries and sciences and deeply asking the questions of what life is and why Tani similarly has been doing it from a personal perspective. And so this is really, I think, something that spirit and consciousness is asking for to come to the planet at this time. And we were prepared to then come together as colleagues to then bring this work uh, out between us. And it's been a fascinating evolution. It is, we're very clear that this is being driven by, by spirit, by consciousness, uh, by a higher knowing that wants this information to come out now. And also, like when we first met, and I always say this in interviews because people find it interesting that we, we actually were a romantic couple, and now we're, we're just colleagues. But because we were in a relationship, we were spending a lot of time together, and we were talking about this stuff all the time, all the time, all the time. And we have really opposite brains. Like Alan's really mystic scientist, and you know, he's got this big perspective of life and history and science and politics and economics and fractals. And, and I'm much more a people person. I really love to understand human dynamics and how people interact in their relationships and day-to-day -day interactions and what's underneath this difference between people and why are they not getting along? 
but both of us are really good at seeing patterns. And like when you put these two brains together that are total opposite, but both good at seeing patterns, and both of us were asking the same question, like what is underneath the differences between people? Like what's under, it's not just personality type, it's not just attachment wounding, it's not just people's experiences and their conditioning and their beliefs. There's actually something deeper that's underneath some of these core differences. And we just kept asking that question until it became really clear that what is different between a lot of people is their actual core relationship with reality. Like the, the point that they're at in their journey of awakening is actually quite different. And it's as if they're seeing the world through a different pair of glasses, like a purple, purple glasses, and someone else is seeing the world through red glasses or blue glasses. And so everything they're seeing is colored by the terrain of consciousness that they're at, and it informs their beliefs, their thoughts, their behaviors, the choice of work they do, the choice of things that resonate with them, the types of hobbies they have, the kind of healing modalities they're drawn to. But people don't know they're wearing that colored glasses and they don't know that their family member is wearing a different color. Right. So all the conflicts are happening because people are actually seeing the world from completely different places. So that's really the, the origins of this work. And, and with this COVID crisis, as we're seeing with people being sort of stuck together in families, many times you see a lot of tension amongst families that have to be brought together at Christmas or holidays. And, and they're just happy to get out of there once it's over with. Now they're having to be there 24 seven and, and uh, it's a real pressure cooker because they're, they're sitting in different paradigms or sitting in different you know, perspectives and worldviews of, of life. And so there's a, there's a real tension there. So what the 10 terrains is giving us is a, a map and a model and a language to understand everybody's fear from a different point of view and their, their their worries, their needs for safety. And so with, with that understanding, uh, we can have more compassion for each other and we can relax because it's rather than trying to you know, force a situation, you can just allow it to then organically come to balance. That's really, um, that's really cool. That was, first of all, it was amazing. I loved you know, when you were talking about the differences between the two of you, Tani, and it just really came clear because we got two completely different Kind of perspectives of the process. Um, it's like the, the two of you guys can do it. There's like you guys can speak to the full spectrum of the audience. It's like you got this side of the room and you got this side of the room and everybody's going to get yeah. it. <laughs> so that, Sorry, I'm not doing interviews with him because if anyone has anything about science, it's going to go whatever. She made you sound amazing, by the way. She was like, science in the world. I'm like, wow. Like I talk to her. She's the, she's that one. <laughs> I love it. But that's the perfect example of being able to take your, your assets that you that you guys each come to the table with to create magic, so to speak. I like the word magic because it's not like, like, like magic, like, like the process with their, so I'm talking about magic like Disneyland, just like sparkles and fairies and, and you walk in the room and, and, and the, the unicorns show up. But you can do that when you know what you're working with and you're not like, you're, I've seen presentations and been to workshops where the, the, the partners are talking and then one partner said something, the other partner didn't like, and while, and there's a visible reaction, it's like, or it's like, anyway, you know, <laughs> because their egos get in the way. And I feel like what that's an example of the stuff that works itself out when you can sit down and work through well, all this stuff. Well, that you've raised a really good point because in the process of us working on this over the last eight years, we have had to get our ego 
and our personal stuff out of the way. And we've been required through the writing of this book and then the, the creating of our quiz so people can find out what terrain they're at and the teaching of this content. But we have been asked by spirit and by our own higher selves to clean up all of our personal stuff that could be in the way of this work getting in the, going out into the world. And so it's like when you're at certain terrains, you know, everything you do is going to require growth and going to require self-reflection and going to require you to bring yourself back to your center. And all the things that are from the not self will be asked of you to be cleaned up so you can stay neutral. Because otherwise you get in the way of your work going out into the world. And then I would also add that, that it, this, in this whole process, Tanya and I have both been looking at the same. It's like if we're standing on two railroad tracks, we're both seeing the same thing down the, down the way. We, we've always had the same understanding and so what we're really doing is is playing to our strengths as you mentioned and playing to how we complement each other uh, it's as if like we say we were we were sort of brought together and prepared to then do this work with the same focus and it's been it's been really quite uh, magical to use your term and, yeah. and effortless in that sense because we, we are seeing the same the same thing and we're just coming then to it with what we have to bring I love it. And so, you know, I play, I play, I played in the book for, for a bit. And um, because I'm visual, I was obsessed with all the little, the little icons. So I, <laughs> I didn't, I loved all the little icons and my imagination had a room and we all had our badge <laughs> and everybody knew who knew who, what they were dealing with. And I started playing this game with myself as I was going through it where I felt like 10 trains literally like we're from different planets and we're coming together and meeting each other like at the galactic cafe and see how, see you say, I'm the, I'm the imaginative one. So we're at the <laughs> galactic cafe and we've got our little, our little patches on that say, <laughs> you know, which terrain we're on. And, and it's not just about clearing and fixing myself. I also can start to understand that guy over there, okay, well, he's the infinity sign. I get it. You know, and it, and it just, that's what came to me as I was, I was that would reading. That so amazing if everybody could walk around with a little necklace on. I mean, that's kind of where we're at in our life because we, we understand this model so deeply that it's as if everyone we interact is has a badge on because we can straight up within a few minutes. We don't say to people because we really want people to go on their own journey of learning. We're not going to tell anyone their own terrain, but it's, it's like that for us at this point. Like it's, it makes life so much easier because whoever we're dealing with, we can speak in language that's going to really resonate with them and land with them and, and not take things personally and understand that they're seeing it so differently. Oh and this God. galactic cafe would be such a great place to hang out because everyone would actually be able to go, wow, it's so fascinating because she's seeing it so differently from me. I can't believe it, but it explains it because she's got a square on her chest. And what I wanted to say to you about the icons, like there was a point in the earliest evolution of this where we didn't have icons, we just had the, you know, the concepts. And then one day we were like, wait, we need some pictures for this. And it's been profound because some people in the population like you are very, very visual. And we've designed these icons to actually tell a story. And those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you can see that we stuck the icons on the wall so that you could see them. They actually tell a story. And some people who've never read the book, they're just like, when we did a presentation once, we put the poster outside and people just walk past going, they kind of could get it, even if they didn't know anything about it, because we've actually embedded a lot of information into these icons. So those of you who, um, who are listening on radio, if you just type in 10terrains.com, you'll see the icons on the website. And 
essentially the first five terrains each have a little dot in their icon, whereas the second five terrains don't have a dot. And one of the reasons for that is that the first five terrains are outer focus terrains and the second five terrains are inner focus terrains. And the first five terrains have a lot more um, ego identity going on in terms of their relationship to everybody else. And maybe they're looking outside of themselves to a higher power or they're trying to stand at the top of the pyramid and control everyone beneath them or they're, they're fitting into a system. The guy at square, he's got his little dot at the bottom of the square and he's fitting into a system that he's conforming into for his own safety. Or he's at diamond and his dot is on the side of the diamond and he's really trying to uh, innovate and change the system and overthrow the system. In the second five terrain, that has all shifted and fallen off. And once someone... Um, moves into say the sixth terrain which is the connection-based terrain circle at that point they're so connected to the web of life they're so connected to their own beingness they're so connected to other people that we didn't even need that dot in the icon and then you'll see as you look through the remaining terrains the icons start to become much more multi-dimensional and the kind of brush strokes we've used because those are people who have more of a multi-dimensional sense of self and their connection is not just to the web of life but it's now to the multiverse and to all iterations of space and time. And so I've just gone through it super, super quickly and I've, I've brushed over things really, really fast. But just to give you a sense of what you're looking at in these pictures, they actually tell a story. And they, they speak to the subconscious instantly. And that's one of the profound um, benefits of just even looking at this continuum is that the entire story is told to your subconscious in the blink of an eye. So if everybody could just get that understanding <laughs> It will do a profound uh, awakening inside of yourself. And I, and I would like to just sort of step back and say to everyone listening that we're holding this understanding of consciousness as a non-local universal phenomenon. The entire universe is consciousness down to the last subatomic particle. And we are all of that. It's not, there's nothing separate. There's, there's, there's nothing separate from anything else. Physicists are just starting to find this out now with quantum physics seeing electrons talking to each other over space and time. The mystics and the enlightened have always been saying this. So what we're really doing is, is helping to reframe an understanding of what we are and bring us back to an awareness of, of who we've always been as infinite consciousness. And that's represented by infinity. We are that singular indivisible consciousness always. And what's putting us anywhere on these terrains and, and along this continuum is, is the the traumas and the stories and the conditioning and the degrees of, of uh, charge that we're holding that are pulling us away. Um, if you were to hold this, I have a rubber band here that I use as an example. If I were to hold my, my finger up as, as, as singularity, as individual, indivisible consciousness, we're, we're somewhere apart from that because we've created ourselves separate from what we are. And so what we're healing here and the journey we're coming back to is that infinite self that we've always been and, and remembering and relearning who we, we are and coming into connection with each other, coming into connection with life and nature and, uh, and our, our more multidimensional self. So there's a, a, rich, a rich history and a rich story that's, that's happening in all of this. Oh, so first things, Tani, you're right. Lots of knowledge. <laughs> Lots of knowledge in that in that in that in that nut up there. So you are absolutely right. <laughs> so I I wrote a lot of questions down uh, as you guys were talking because you guys kind of lit me up with a lot of um, 
a lot of questions. Uh, and the first question I have is, do groups, organizations, countries, cities have a terrain? Yes, absolutely. Because each of us individually has a terrain, but when we come together, let's say there's a family and the two parents are at square and you know, one of the children is at diamond and one of the children is at circle. That, that, ter that family is going to have a prevailing terrain, that kind of like where the gravity sits. Some of the terrains have a little bit more power because they're kind of more connected to their infinite self and they're less conflicted within themselves. And some of them have a little bit more force and power tends to trump force. So sometimes if there's a really super expanded awake person in the dynamic, it can actually shift everybody else. So the prevailing terrain will be at a slightly different place than you might expect. But overall, like if you look at a group or a company or corporation, it will have a terrain. If you look at a country or a city, it will have a terrain. If you look at a civilization across the board, it will have a terrain. And the terrain will actually create all of the systems, the economic systems, the cultural systems, the kinds of movies and books that are going to emerge, the kind of social systems you're going to see, the kinds of issues and problems. So for example, in the Western world at the moment, as a collective, the prevailing terrain is at the reflection-based terrain diamond. Some countries in the West, like where we are in Australia, are still at square, the order-based terrain, but as overall, if you take the Western world as a whole, we're pretty much at diamond in the sort of the deep learning phase of diamond where the whole culture is really showing up as an expression of that. And so how we can see this is this terrain is very much about individual expression. I create my own identity. I don't do what my parents said or what universities say. I'm going to decide who I am. I'm going to stride out my own path. You know, instead of like before the 1960s when the Western world was more at square at the order-based terrain, there was very much centralized systems and everybody read the same encyclopedia and everybody watched the three same news outlets and everybody really believed in the consensus reality. And now we're in a world that's like a completely different planet where everything's decentralized and everything's personalized. You can decide what kind of color iPhone and what size you want and what kind of car. And it's all personalized and the information is totally disseminated. And we've got Uber and, and all these kinds of um, things where you can, you can access things yourself without having to go through a centralized structure. And a lot of that is because of the shift from square to diamond and the kind of gender fluidity and all the personal exploration that's happening in our culture, which is also creating confusion, is all coming from the fact that we're as a collective now at diamond or the questioning of authority that's happening. None of that would have happened 60 years ago when we were at, as a Western world, we were at square still. So this stuff is really fascinating when you start to map it across collectives and corporations and cities. Where we live here in this part of Australia is actually a really extraordinary place. It's a very small pocket of Australia where the collective prevailing terrain is actually at circle, the connection-based terrain. And it's honestly like living in a different world from like Melbourne or Sydney or New York or London. It's but everyone is so heart-centered. Everybody's so in their vulnerability and their authenticity because the shift from diamond to circle is a shift from head to heart and coming back to the simplicity of being and a connectedness to nature, which is where most of the indigenous populations are at in their prevailing terrain is circle. So this place where we're living is, is kind of fascinating to talk about because the kind of culture that emerges here, the kind of music, the way people make decisions collectively, the way people think about money, it's just completely different. And the, and the activism, environmental activism, uh, concern for 5G, for mining, there's, there's a, a real strong uh, core of, of activism that comes out of Circle that's really uh, championing the planet and championing sustainability in life and the un, un, you know, those that don't have a voice. So it, it, we're starting to see 
bits of that happening now in, in the US and other places in the world that as people are moving from diamond to circle, they are starting, you're starting to hear this conversation coming in and we're gonna then over the next decade, start to see that more and more uh, become the prevailing conversation. It's gonna shift society yet again. I just wanna pick up, just clarify one thing Alan just said, that there is a lot of activism at Diamond. I'd say that most of the activism on the planet is coming from the reflection-based terrain Diamond, but there's also a lot of activism at Circle, but they're coming from different places. So someone at Diamond, is um, like they've decided my identity is I'm a vegan and I care about veganism and I, I believe in the, the safety of animals and I, I care about the ecology and the environment and it's very much an ideology and a belief system that they're taking on and it's really powerful and we need those people doing that work, it's fantastic. It's just that the, the people at Circle doing activism are actually coming from a slightly different place. For them, they feel like a visceral heart connection to the earth. So for them, it's not even an ideology, it's just if they hear, feel a tree get cut down, they will feel it in their body. So they can't not be an activist. It's like, but it's not coming from ideology. So but we need both groups and they're both doing amazing work. But when you actually sit down and talk with them, they're actually coming from quite a different place. So it's really, really interesting. Wow, that was, that was really cool. I, I have, I, my, 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 um, my little head is, 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 is exploding because I have so fascinated and you know, you said that it was a story and I'm, I'm kind of getting it now when you put it that way. So the point here, um, and I'm looking at the, the chart that they have here, the point here is to evolve. Is that what I'm hearing? It's actually an evolutionary model. Yeah. So spirit, spirit, our own infinite self is always trying to bring us back to wholeness and always trying to bring us back to that point of infinity where we are one with everything. As an individual and also as a society, our society is always evolving. Our individual self is always evolving. But here's the thing that's really important to know. Everybody's journey is completely different. Every culture's journey is completely different. Every individual's journey is completely different. So yes, it is an evolutionary model and people will shift and grow, but they don't have to. It's not like you're gonna get a prize if you reach infinity and then you graduate and woohoo, you never have to reincarnate again. It's not like that. We each have a different story. And so some people, it may be their life journey is really needed in this lifetime to stay at the same terrain for 80 years and go deeply into the learnings of that terrain, the lessons of that terrain, the experiences, just let me finish this, the experiences of that terrain, um, the gifts that they have to give. And it may be that their higher purpose on this planet requires them to be deeply steeped in that terrain so that they can bring something into the world that no one else could bring. And then there might be someone else who's, whose purpose on this planet requires them to go through one or two or three or maybe even four of these terrains and they might spend 10 or 20 years in each so that at the time when they give their offering to the world that they've been put on this planet to do they'll have had those experiences and that wealth of growth and knowledge so it's really important because there's such a such a, a pressure in our culture because we are at diamond at the moment it's all about growth and expansion and we want to evolve and, right. but actually there's no goal here because we're all immortal it's all endless we're going to be going around and around for a long long time so there's no rush well, and, and we really want to get that these are 10 parallel universes, and you could think of them as 10 parallel Earth universities. And so the, the university you're in, the school you're in, you're there for a reason. From your higher self's perspective, you're there because there's something you need to really focus on at that point. So there's no, no need or even benefit to try and jump ahead. You won't be able to until you get what you're supposed to get at that point. There's a lesson there. There's a gift to be given. There's challenges to be overcome. So the key is to really immerse yourself and to, to take, take on 
wh where you're at and why you're there and, and really fully get that. And when you have gotten that, then infinite self will relax the rubber band a bit and you will naturally come into the next terrain. You can't force this process. You can't, you can't bypass it. You can't jump ahead. It's, it's, and that's for a reason. That's true. That was, that, that, that was really good. I, like I said, I have a lot of questions now and as I, as I go through this because I get very fascinated by and one of the things that you said, um, and both of you basically said it, is that you know, this is sometimes you're here for a purpose, right? So sometimes you're here for a purpose, and that's kind of a kind of a greater, kind of more evolved spiritual process. Like somebody's gotta be Joan of Arc and somebody's gotta be, you know, Martin Luther King, and somebody's gotta be Jesus Christ where you come. Somebody's gotta be Hitler. And somebody's somebody's gotta be Hitler. And somebody's gotta be the postman. And somebody's gotta be the, the milkman <laughs> and the postman and the teacher at the local high school. And so, you know, when I, when I look at the, the terrains, do you see that, that, that martyrdom or that, that, that the, do the people who come to care, the caregivers, do they tend to sit in a specific place? Do police officers and, and SEAL Team 6 people, do they kind of fall in a specific category just by nature of their, their desire to, to be in that space? Do they all yeah. kind of fall into a certain space on there? Yes, that's, they, they absolutely do. Uh, military, police, they would tend to be at Square because Square is really the, the home of institutional order, law and order. So they're holding a framework uh, that, that, that they would then gravitate to. So that very much is, is, is where they would find themselves. Uh, someone that is, is doing more work with energy healing would be at spiral uh, because that's uh, where that resonance and they're looking for alignment and resonance and frequency. Someone that wants to really connect with nature and the earth and be in circle and connect with their brothers and sisters and be in uh, men's groups and women's groups, they, they will tend to be at circle uh, because that's, that's where the gravity of that type of, of learning is. Someone that wants to understand um, uh, the bigger picture might be quantum physics or what have you in principles, they would be a toroid. They would be looking at uh, the bigger picture like a, a Tesla or a Wilhelm Reich or a, a Walter Russell. So depending on what it is that the person's gravitating to, that's, that's going to reflect where they most likely are and where they should be. But it's also really important to not assume because someone could be sitting in a men's circle at Square. Somebody could be sitting in a men's group at Spiral. They're not always going to be at a circle because people do things for different reasons and they're embodying it in a different way. And sometimes it's more personality type stuff. But overall, when someone is at a certain terrain, there are certain things that they will be drawn to and that will be natural out picturings and expressions of that terrain. And like, for example, people do yoga at every terrain, but they're doing it for a different reason. And they're doing it with a different outcome, right? So someone at Square is doing yoga because they've heard it's a really good form of exercise and it's become mainstream. That's great. Someone at Dharma is doing it to push themselves and grow and evolve and develop their spirituality and, and, and stretch their body as much as they can and, and learn and heal. Someone at Circle is doing it in a deep connection to their body. They're deeply tuning into their body. It's totally different. Someone at Spirals working with the movement of energy through their body and they don't even really care about the physical experience they're having. It's a to just a totally different thing but they're doing the same activity 
So it's really important to look at not what someone's doing, but how they're embodying it and why they're doing it. And to just look a little bit deeper. And that's when this stuff gets really, really juicy. Okay. So I got one for you here. So I, I love it. And so we talked about the square. So a lot of say police officers and military people are, are drawn to, to square. So I, I, I grew up in the military. I was in the military for, I was in the Marine Corps actually for eight and a half years. And so now I'm in the military and I'm doing my thing. And then I get this material, whether I get the book or you do a workshop and I evolve and now I'm not that square anymore. And I go to work, I'm like, I hate what I do. Is that something that can happen? And now I'm like- That, that happens all the time. We see just in this area here, people that come from Sydney often because they just had an awakening and they just quit their corporate job. They no longer relate to their friends. They just don't want to live that same lifestyle uh, and, and they, they want to come back to a more simple life and they come up here. Uh, similarly, someone at Square, they may uh, realize that this isn't for them anymore and they're at odds with, with uh, the people around them and they just, they just, they, they're not resonating because each of these, each of these terrains, you're going to res if you're at that terrain, you'll resonate with the activities of that terrain. And if you're, if you're no longer resonating, it's because there's something that's drawing you to perhaps another terrain and or there's there's different reasons why but you're just needing to look at what it is that is causing you to to not have that affinity that you had before so yeah you can wake up and go oh, this isn't for me anymore it's because you you felt that you needed to um, to explore something different and so often we find that people turn up at the 10 terrains website or one of their friends tells them about it they, they find this work at moments like that when they've you know, been at a train for 30 years and then they've had a massive shift over the last five years and everything in their world has changed and suddenly they find themselves seeing the world completely differently and they think they're going mad or they don't understand what's happening and then they read our book and they go, oh, this is actually really normal. I just shifted from diamond to circle or I just shifted from square to diamond. Cool. And suddenly they have a context that explains what they've just been through and it gives people a huge amount of peace of mind, especially if they are in the process of shifting terrain or they just recently have because it's not something that's really been talked about or explained before. So most people don't actually know what's happening. And there's plenty of people that stay at the same terrain their whole life. They don't have this challenge, but the people who do shift, it's massive. It's, it's literally like leaving one parallel universe and going into another. So it can be very confusing. So yeah, if you're, if you're any of your listeners are having a life crisis of any form uh, and they're just breaking down and they're not understanding this work is going to be, um, the most important work they can move into and to learn because it will explain where they've been and where they're going just like from going from a moth to a butterfly they're in that point between where it's just there's just confusion so by having the clarity of this you can relax and just basically enjoy the journey rather than than freak out <laughs> and we do uh, we do actually have a quiz on our website that people can do to find out where they're at it's at 10terrains.com and when you do that quiz, the result doesn't just come back saying you're at square. If you're in the process of moving, it might say you're actually at square moving to diamond. And these are the things you're going to be facing right now in this transition. If someone's just at square and they're not moving, they get a very different report, which says you're in the process, you're in square, you might have been here for a long time, here are all the lessons, here are all the challenges, here are the gifts. But if someone is moving, their report will be very specific about that. So it's actually very comforting and it gives people some strategies for how to manage it and just to, things to look out for and the kind of challenges so that they realize this is normal. It's actually normal that I'm going through this right now. And sometimes just hearing that it's normal, like we've had people write back to us in tears just saying, thank you, I feel so much better because I, I actually understand that. Okay. You know, they're okay. It's, it's actually okay. 
yeah, just knowing that it's normal and everyone else is going through it too. He's ever shifted from that terrain to this one. <laughs> and, and actually began to meet other people. Like our next project that we're going to be starting later in the year is to create an online community because so many people now are comfortable being online. So that if you have just shifted into spirals, let's say, which is a, a much smaller group of people on the planet, maybe only two or 3%, but that's still a lot of people. And they don't usually know anyone else who's at that terrain. Yeah, so they're they're just like probably yeah. a lot of people in your audience. It's maybe circle moving to spiral or diamond moving to circle, or square moving to diamond. And yeah, so it's like, oh my God, I don't know, I actually know anyone who really gets how I see the world. And yes, it's beautiful to meet people of the same personality type as you. And I'm very interested in that stuff and people with the same background and beliefs. But when you meet someone at the same terrain as you, especially if you're at a more expanded terrain and there aren't that many around, it's really deeply satisfying. Like you feel really met. You feel like they really understand you. And I feel like that's going to be a real big gift if, if we can get that community up and running. And, that, and it's happening more and more now that because the, the majority of the population is, is centered around square diamond, uh, some pyramid and some moving to circle. When you become more expanded, you start to wonder, is there something going wrong with me? You don't relate as you were before to others. And you, you feel a bit confused. And so this, this helps to just give you a sense that, yes, this is normal. This is actually, you're on an evolutionary journey and you're right where you're supposed to be. So it, it, does, it does a tremendous amount for, for bringing peace of mind to those that are, that are growing spiritually very rapidly. And that's happening more and more now. I, I love it. I really do. And, and um, when, I, when I said that, when I was looking at it, it reminded me of, of everybody's on a different planet. And as you're talking, um, I was thinking about that again, because it's not, I'm a Leo, these are my attributes. You're an Aquarius, those are your attributes. Fire, water, maybe we can make this work. You know, it's not like that. It, it feels like I'm on this terrain with you and my house is over here, and your house is over there. We're cool. We're a little different, but we're a little the same. So it does feel like there's, it's much, um, much grander, which feels like it, I'm okay. <laughs> Sometimes people, they feel like if I don't feel that I'm supposed to feel this way, I'm a Gemini, but I don't, so I'm a messed up Gemini. You know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Actually, a question we get asked a lot about what is the difference between the 10 terrains and, say, personality types or horoscopes. And I'm someone who's really interested in all that stuff. So what, what I'll say is, and how I hold these, is that, like, everybody comes in with a certain, like, geometry, a certain type. Like, I'm blonde, I've got broad shoulders, I've got green eyes, I'm a Gemini, I'm an ENFP, I'm a, you know, I'm a three Enneagram, and my human design is manifestly generated. Like, if you're an ENFP, like, you obviously are, we're going to get along. Like, that's clear, right? So <laughs> I can see it there. But the thing is, like, <laughs> but I could be all of those things at square, and I could be all of those things at diamond. And I have been. So when I was at Diamond at a certain point in my journey, I was still blonde. I still had broad shoulders. I still had green hair. I was still an ENFP. I still, you know, loved ideas and talking to people. And I still was a Gemini and back and forth and everything. But I was embodying those things very differently than I am now. And as you move, if you do shift from terrain, you're not going to lose your personality type, but it's going to be experienced by other people in a different way. You're going to use it in a different way. Uh, you're going to be embodying it in a different way because it's, it's, it's like you're a Gemini at age 20 or you're a Gemini at age 25. That you're still you, but you're just at a different point in your journey. And that's, so it's, it's really closer to age than it is to type. Right. Um, so we're talking about a, a real true spiritual evolution here. And, and, and people can choose to go the whole way or they can like, hey, being a circle is kind of cool. I'm, I'm good. 
and that's and then then they're there they're, they they bought their house there and they're happy <laughs> you know actually um that's really profound decision and it's not the ego making that decision it's the infinite self the higher self making that decision the ego's got no control over this boss like you could be your ego could be taking you straight to infinity gives you a near-death experience done you're at infinity like you, you wake up the next day your cancer's gone and you, you, you you've shifted five terrains overnight or your ego could, your, your infinite self could say, actually, your life learning is happening at Circle. You're going to be born here. You're going to stay here for your whole life. And you're going to be Mother Teresa and make a major contribution from that terrain. Or you're going to be Abraham Lincoln and you're going to be at Square your whole life because we need you to end slavery. And that can only be done from someone at the order-based terrain because you're reacting to what's happening at Pyramid, the rule-based terrain, exploitation, slavery, and commodifying people. So it's really, really important to understand that this is not being controlled by the ego it's a journey that's being run by our infinite self and all journeys are okay. And it's actually interesting because a lot of people, because we're at a collective, we're at diamond at the reflection-based train at the moment, there's so much emphasis on growing and evolution. It's so important to grow. Actually, um, it's a beautiful thing to just be in one terrain for your whole life and go really, really deeply into that place. And, and what happens oftentimes with Diamond is that they read something about uh, enlightenment and they, they have this uh, medicine journey and they sort of project themselves way advance of where they're at and they think, well, I've got it now. But the fact of the matter is they're still sitting where they were because they're still in this bundle of charge that they have yet to heal. So we can see down these railroad tracks and project ourselves ahead or we can have behaviors that lag behind. But at the, at the end of the day, we're still sitting in this place. And that's not going to change until we've done this work that needs to be done at that place. And, and, and as Tani's saying, you know, we may, depending on our, our life's purpose and journey and destiny, we may move across these terrains or a couple of terrains, or we may just sit in one terrain, but go very, very deep into that terrain and spend, you know, because it, it, it's its own school and you can go very, very deep into it. Oh, and one other thing I want to say on this, because this is a really interesting one, is that because we're in this diamond culture and it's so much about growth and I want to be at infinity, like people read our book, like, how can I get to infinity? But the thing is, it's not so easy being at infinity. Like, it's actually a lot more work to be at spiral torrid at infinity, because at that point, you're having to be 100% self-responsible for the reality that you're creating. There's absolutely no more blaming of anyone or anything outside of yourself. So in any moment in time, if you're especially at torrid or infinity, at any moment in time, and your stuff comes up, you have to bring yourself back to center. You've got to stay 100% centered, because you know that it's all you, that everything happening, every person you're meeting is you. So it's the, the constant vigilance of bringing yourself back into your center. There's no more luxury of going, oh, I just got treated by this thing that this person did. Like that, that's done. So, you know, people go like, I'm like, do you really want to be infinity? Do you really? I mean, in one way you've got deep peace and you're very surrendered, but at the same time, you're so incredibly present in every moment and so self-aware that there's work there. And, and especially if someone's moving into that from Torah, they're cleaning a lot of stuff up in their field, their charge, their trauma. So it's it's not like no 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 we're all gonna be in line. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a bowl. I mean, if you're sitting at diamond, you're, you're kind of at rest because that's where everything the gravity is. You try and go up the side to up the one side to infinity. There's a lot of work there. You are you are working your butt off. You have to work all the time, and there's no rest. Um, <laughs> you know, it comes at you thick and fast. Uh, you know, so it's it's. Um, some people think, well, gee, that's, that's, that's easy, but no, it's not. But at the same time, there's a deep peace and a deep knowing that you're okay and everything's in the divine plan and you're looked after. So there's, there is also great deep peace in it, but it's not 
like a lot of things. But I, I will say it is easy if you take it on. See, that's the difference. Some people at the more contracted terrains, they want to blame and, and hand it off and not take responsibility. But if you're willing to take it on and you're willing to own it and you're willing to see it as you, then it actually becomes fun. You can actually, it becomes, it's like, yeah, bring it on. So it's, it's some of it's um, how you, it's attitude is a big piece of this as well. Yeah, but the reason I make this point is just because in our culture, there's so much forward looking and like, how can we grow and evolve and be the best person we can? And that's all fabulous. But at the same time, there's actually incredible gifts in being where you are now and actually having the compassion and the self-love to go, actually, where I'm at now is amazing. And actually, when we wrote these guidebooks, like I made a, a lot of, put a lot of energy into making sure that no matter what report someone got back when they did their quiz, they would feel happy with where they're at now. Because the number one thing we can all do out of self-love is to be happy with where we're at now and just really embrace the lessons that we're learning now, rather than like wishing we were 10 steps ahead in the journey. Because otherwise we're missing the experience, we're missing the learning. So we really have to have compassion for ourselves at where we're at in any point and compassion for everyone else too. Compassion, appreciation, and gratitude. Exactly, because yes. there's amazing miracles at every point along this and, and this this model, once people get this, will bring that gratitude, that compassion, and that appreciation to both yourself and to others in our world. Yay. There we go. Okay, the world, the world is a crazy place. The world is a crazy place. And so now you you are the leader of a country that is in distress. I don't even want to know what you would say America is on that chart because we don't know what we are right now. There's a lot going on. We've got the pandemic going on. We're on fire. We've got the social um, unrest that um, is huge and real, right? And then so now everybody's mad. In that mix, we have finally this, this convergence of all the generations is finally playing out. The boomers, the Xers, the Zs, and the millennials who are special, right? And yes. so now we have these young activists that are hot and excited about activism. But when I listen to them, it's like they don't know what their activism is about. <laughs> They're just like, there's a lot of charge there that's trying to find direction. And then so what what we're really seeing playing out right now, and it's, it's a fascinating time to be sitting watching this, if you're on the 50 yard line, it's like you're watching this most amazing game in front of you. Um, so I'll, I'll just take it apart this way. You've got forces at Pyramid that have been in power for generations, millennia really, and they had control, they owned the narrative, they had the institutions. Now there's been a, with the internet, a lot of information, a lot of people coming together, a lot of growth that's bringing us all back into ourselves and bringing us to, to wholeness. And so those forces that are really profiting from divide and conquer and from polarity and from fear are getting a bit agitated and wanting to grab everybody and pull them back. And then there's those that are like, no, we're not going to accept this narrative anymore. We are, we really do feel uh, connected to each other. And we really, so you, you, what you've really got is a tug of war happening across terrains of those that are expanding, those that are trying to pull us back into contraction, those in the middle that really don't know what's going on. Like between, a washing machine. You know, what's going on between machine. those two. And they're just, they're sort of seeing this, this kind of, 
you know, battle going over their heads like crossfire. Uh, so you're really seeing a spiritual, this is really a spiritual Star Wars happening right now across this planet. And, uh, you know, the, the book, we have a discussion in there about Star Wars as an example of moving across terrains as, as uh, Luke Skywalker, I believe, is the, the, the character. So you can see the different perspectives. And so there's, there's a, a game being played here and all players are activated right now. Everybody's everybody's up and, and you're just seeing them going all over the place but and then, how it's going to settle out. Well, at the end of the day, it'll settle out that life will win because that's, that's the life is in control of this whole thing, but it's going to be a bit chaotic and messy in the process because it's like we're moving from a moth to a butterfly. So it, it's, it's a, it's an interesting one to watch. And, and also like always have to remember that behind everything is this infinite intelligence that is orchestrating itself through each person, like through each wave of the ocean is still the ocean. And so everything is playing out through this divine intelligence. It's just not particularly fun because the process that's being used is a very agitating one. But actually, as we talked about earlier in the interview, that currently the collective is, is just starting that very first baby step up the mountain from diamond to circle, which is the, the shift from the head to the heart, from doing to being, from outer to inner. And to make that shift as a global collective is a big jump. It's gonna take big stuff, you know, just like a human in their individual journey to shift from diamond to circle, something big usually happens to them. If you think of it as the collective is now in that process, it's just not gonna take like a couple of things of global warming to shift us. It's just, it's gonna take everything exploding simultaneously. And then the whole thing being slowed down and press pause, bzz, you cannot leave your house. Bzz. Like consciousness is literally press pause. And so everybody's stuff is up, their dynamics with their family, their issues about their identity with their work, you know, where they're at in their own individual personal growth journey, their spiritual stuff, like everybody's stuff is up. And this is the kind of global agitation that's needed for the shift from diamond to circle. That's a, it might not be a fun next few years, but the, the outcome after you come through that shift and arrive as a collective at that point where we're living from the heart. I mean, as I said, we see that where we live, we're in a circle community here and it's a beautiful place to live. It's a beautiful culture to live in. It's how the indigenous people live. Like it's, we'll have the benefit of everything we've learned as a culture at pyramid and square and diamond and all the technology, but we'll have the consciousness of circle, which is a consciousness of connectedness, connectedness to each other, connectedness to the heart, connectedness to nature. And it will be a, a very much simpler and more peaceful life, but it's not going to be so easy to get there. And, and we see two sides of a coin here, you know, on one side, we're seeing the, the, those that are, we, we, some are calling conspiracy theorists and say, hey, well, this, this whole pandemic was planned. There's agendas from pharma. You know, all of this is happening. We've been shut down to ruin the economy and all of these things are happening that, that are, you know, the pyramid cabals wanting to take us, you know, back into their game. But on a bigger perspective, if we step that back and say, well, in this process, the whole world's quieted. All the doing and busyness that we were caught up in it Diamond Valley has stopped. It's been forced to stop. So what if spirit on a bigger infinite consciousness level wanted to shut us all down so that we could have a breather, so that the earth could have a breather, so that we could all sort of take a moment to reflect because we were just not able to because we were just too busy running around, you know, crazy. So if, if we're actually to begin a process of moving from the doingness of diamond into the more stillness of circle and into the connection of our heart, something had to happen on the outer that, that closed it all down for that process to begin. 
So, you know, when you look at it on one level, it's like, yeah, this is all, this is all uh, nefarious and evil and planned, but then maybe it was needed to be that way in order for this greater uh, event to start to take hold. I agree with you 100%. I, I really do feel like this was something that had to happen because we weren't doing what we were supposed to do. It's like, you know, God, divine source, whatever your process is, is looking down, going, you know, trying to throw us little, little, little hints and little letters and little notes, and we're not listening. It's like, you know what, just, just, just shut it off. You know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like to me because we're just, we just weren't, we were going down a road of all we cared about was the, the tangible money, you know, the things. We weren't caring about the people anymore. You know, and I think, you know, here in America, I always say the thing that I, that I love is like, we've got, we got the most illnesses and deaths in the world, but the market's up six, 700 points, you know, <laughs> we win, you know, um, so, cause, cause we need to, we need to shift our, our process. And so I'm changing now. So you go from one space to another. And I'm thinking about my own my own situation here, and I haven't taken the quiz. I'm gonna go take the quiz. Um, I lost my mother about uh, two years ago, almost to the day. And my mother and I were really, really super close. And um, I'm her baby. I never. I'm one of those failed to launch. I never have been without my mother. I've always been with my mother. And then she was gone. And so I went through the trauma and I went through all this, and it was hard. And I'm just now awake. I woke up one day, and I'm like why am I, what, who am I, and why am I doing this for a living, and why am I doing that, and it's like, I just was totally, did not care about the things that I cared about before, like, I'm the, I, I'm a workaholic, 16 hours a day, seven days a week, my family, there's times that I missed a lot of stuff with my daughter's um, younger years, and now I'm just like, look, oh, it's, you know, it's 5.30, gotta go home, gotta spend time with the fam, you know, and I got really in, more into, um, creating more awareness with my radio podcast and all the stuff i just it's just like i shifted is that an example of working my way from one terrain to the next and then what is that what what, what would you do you guys have a a description of what that process is i would definitely say that firstly i just want to say i'm really sorry to hear that you've been through that i actually have had the same thing my, my, my mother's my closest person and i've lost her as well i've been through that next awful so I really feel for you it's the end of the world so I get it and sometimes it takes something as cataclysmic as the end of the world to create a terrain shift I'm not saying it's good that it happened it's terrible that it happened but if you step back and once you've survived it you can look and say wow actually something has come out of this that you know on some level I've had an epic massive cataclysmic shift of my entire relationship to reality and sometimes that will come from a death in a family. Sometimes it will come from a major divorce or from an illness. And just like we were talking about with the collective, how it's had to like smash us and smash us because we weren't listening. Sometimes with a person, like you might get a little setback at work, but you don't really listen. And then, you know, you lose your job, but you still don't really change anything about your life. And then like you lose your marriage, but you still don't really and then someone you love dies. And, you know, and then sometimes then you get paralyzed and you can't walk. And then you're like, okay, I've got to stop doing and actually come into state of being. For me, it took chronic pain. I had to be like, literally crippled with chronic pain, unable to walk, just to really massively change and have that growth. But it crept up on me over many, many years. And then I finally looked at it because our infinite self is always trying to get us to do this work. So it's giving us little signals. And it's the same thing as that's what's happening at the collective. You know, as a collective, we've been disconnected for a long time and there's been a lot of warning signs, a lot of warning signs, and we haven't been listening. And now it's taken them out of cat massive, like locust plagues, fires, and floods. 
literally to get us to look at it. And it's exactly the same thing happening on a personal level. So yes, it's awful when these things happen in our lives and we have to process the emotions and we have to do the work to heal. But at the same time, when we have the perspective and the context of what's happening in a spiritual place, from the spiritual perspective that this is part of our evolution and that we've signed up for this and we've chosen this before we even came here, that can give us a lot of peace and to recognize that there has been a huge shift in where I'm at in my journey. And now I can actually read this and, and these people have actually mapped it. That's helpful, thanks. And now I can read this and find out actually where I'm at and then meet other people who are at this same point in their journey. And they, they won't have had the same thing get them there. They won't have had a death in their family. They will have had something else happen, but they will have had a succession of things happen to get them to do the work work of changing their relationship to their infinite self because that's really the work that we're all doing like remembering who we are coming out of the not self into the self letting go of our trauma healing our childhood wounding like healing generational wounding healing past life trauma like that's what we're all doing to come back into wholeness and remember who we are and and the conflicts between the genders and the conflicts between religions and races it's all it's all about you know there there are those factions that exploit that for division and then there's the infinite self that is saying there is no division you are one indivisible consciousness get it together and love each other and really appreciate each other and 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 appreciate the differences because that's where the beauty is the beauty is in the differences the beauty it's, it's the ability to just see those differences and see the beauty in those differences. And that's, you know, it's like going into a forest. If it was all just one plant, one tree, and they all look the same, it'd be, it'd be really weird. <laughs> so by having all the beauty of the little ferns and the big trees and the plants in between, all different shapes and sizes and colors, and, you know, that's the richness, that's the tapestry that just really makes our hearts sing and, and heals us because we feel connected to all of that and we feel one with all of that. Well, so we get that connection and oneness when we step into nature. What this is really helping us to get a reminder of is to get that oneness and connection when we're all just together as a big group of people. I love it. That was really, that was really good. And, you know, um, and the more I'm thinking about it, um, it's really interesting because as I'm listening to you guys talk and thinking about what you said earlier, when I went through that process, so I'm a medium and I've been a medium and channel for a long time. And the focus of my work has always been, you know, reading people and you know, doing groups and all that kind of cool stuff. When I went through this process, I opened up to all this other stuff. And I found that I had a download one, one, uh, one evening during the pandemic and now my whole process has evolved to something completely different. And I'm told by my guides who yell at me a lot uh, <laughs> that I've all, that's what I was put here to do and I wasn't listening before. And now I'm listening. So is that, if that that's kind of like makes sense listening to you talk about the process because you know, it's kind of like they're knocking on the door and knock on the window saying, hey, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? And you're not because you're stuck in one of these other modes and you're just kind of focused on something else, which might be this job that you're at or whatever is that that make does that kind of what what, what, what okay. am i want to target yes you are because the and this goes to the point i was saying of lag the um the money systems on the planet uh a lot of the the sex trauma that's on the planet is is pyramid in origin a lot of a lot of the trauma on this planet is pyramid in origin and so we're still healing and we're still having a lot of remnants of that coming through so as we're sitting in our diamond terrain at a job having to you know 
earn money because that was the programming around the pyramid uh, money game, we're forgetting that we are the money and we're in a multidimensional being. And if you do what you love, the money will follow. But if you don't have time to stop and get that point, you're, you're just thinking I've got to go do something nine to five in order to, to clock in and make the money. So there, that's a lot of these, this is again, the cultures, the generations deep into this, uh, there's games and paradigms that have been long on this planet that were evolving out of, but the beauty of that is that, as I say, the law of contrast, we can't know the day without the night. So that's been our dark night of the soul in some ways. That is our dark night as a, as a contrast, it's always there. So it's for us to then say, okay, I see that. Now I have a choice. I have a choice to, to take responsibility for my life. I have a choice to evolve. I have a choice to listen to my infinite self. I have a choice to let go of the fear of needing that and finding that it will come to me because I surrender into that which I am and trust that it will be brought to me. This is all of our spiritual evolutions in a nutshell. But at the same time, like it's really important to remember that everyone's at a different point in their journey. And so you might have some, uh, someone in your life who's at square, the order-based terrain, and they need to stay in a regular nine-to-five job because they want to be part of the system. And it's actually gives them a great feel of safety to be take home a paycheck every night from the company they work for and they may have worked for it for 30 years and maybe their father has and or maybe they're striking out on their own as a comedian but they're it's their own thing but they're still the comedy source of comedy is still very much the consensus reality they're not really going outside the box in what they're poking fun at you know or their other or their media personality but they're still staying within the system of the media that we all understand so, so there's a lot of people that are that are at that terrain and that's fine that's where they're at so you're not going to expect that person to throw everything out the window and launch a completely radical new thing because that would be terrifying for them and that's not actually what their higher self is wanting them to do at that point in their journey so everything's relative to where you're at and so you know, you can you can have a terrain shift, a really massive awakening, and then kind of over the next year or a few years, the rest of your life will kind of catch up. Like you'll, you'll start to change the things you're doing and where you're hanging out and your work and maybe where you're living or the relationship. And sometimes that will take longer to catch up or sometimes it'll all instantly shift at the same time. But that's, that's the work. But when you at least know where you're at and what the shift has been, then it's easier to facilitate everything else coming into alignment with that. And I think that's something I really want to add here that, it, you know, it's like, who am I is really a result of where am I? So there's this process here that we're offering with the 10 terrains and by going to the website and doing the quiz, when you get a sense of where am I, then you can start to see who am I and it's about listening. This whole process is about listening as, as you're just explaining. You weren't really listening. None of us are really oftentimes not listening. So by, by engaging in this process, you're, we're, we're actually kind of backing into it. It's like an Aikido. We're kind of backing into who am I by, by coming in from a place of where am I? And then that will reveal who am I because it's, it's the same side of the coin. And I'd like to just uh, spell out the website so that your listeners know it's T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. And then there's links to the quiz or slash quiz if they wanted to go that, uh, to there to do that. Uh, highly encourage you. That's really the place to begin your journey of, of knowing who am I. And, and then you'll start to know why am I here, which is a question we all start to ask at some point in our lives. Who am I and why am I here? And, and that all begins with really starting this process of where am I? It all then starts to just unfold itself. 
I'll just quickly say if, if anyone does go to the website and do the quiz, um, take the time to get the report and read that report because it's very detailed, kind of like a guidebook, 30 or 40 pages. And I'm going to say sit with that for a few months because a lot of people read it straight away and go, oh my God, that's nailed me. That's my terrain. Yep, done. Obvious. That was totally everything it says accurate. Other people might need to sit with it for a few months to actually really see how it's playing out in their life. And then they go, oh my God, I really am at that terrain. Because it's not always to see easy to see the terrain you're at because sometimes you've got ideas about yourself or a self-concept or books you've read about spirituality it may, may, may make you think you're at a different point than you're actually at. And so we really just encourage people to like get their report, read it and sit with it. And if it still feels like it's not correct, then you might be one of those like 5% of people that you didn't answer it very accurately or just you're a bit anomalous. So you might need to read the book and sit with it a bit further. But for most people, the quiz will come out accurately if they're honest with their answers. And it just sometimes can take a few months for some, you know, most people it's obviously correct. They read it, they go, yes, you've nailed me. Oh my God, that explains everything. But a few people just need to sit with it. And as things play out in their life, they kind of go, oh my God, that's actually true. I really am at this terrain, you know, wow. I love it. So um, I, I want to acknowledge, I love that because both of you guys said something there that, that I think is, is important. A lot of people are going through a lot of stuff and it's not just even about now, it's like, just all the time. It's like, I want, I need to lose 50 pounds. Give me the pill that I could take every day and I'll wake up one day and the weight's gone. You know, everybody just wants the solution. Let me read a book. I'm messed up. My husband left. My life is a mess. I just want the book that I can just read it or listen to it on Audible. And then I'm gonna wake up the next day and everything's going to be fine. You know, Alan, you said, this is work. And Tony, you just said, it might take you months. This is your life. This is my life you're talking about. Don't you want to take time to like do what, don't you think it's something we shouldn't like a, a three-day workshop, you pay some money, sit in the workshop, you come home on Monday and there you're you like, are, <laughs> all fixed, <laughs> right? I have a lot of respect for that. And, you know, if you could speak to that a little bit more um, to help the listeners understand that this is, this is the whole piece. You're, you're, you're really kind of making sure the whole house is, is, is right. And, well, and it should take time. You should take your well, time, let's, right? Let's just step this back. You're infinite. You're immortal. You've got as many lifetimes as it takes. Um, you can get it now. Or you can get it in 10 lifetimes from now. You can do the work now or not. And that's up to you. I mean, you can call it work. I actually enjoy it because I take it on because it's fun in a way. You just, you just take, I it, tell. take it on. I, I could tell. I could tell that about you. you know? <laughs> It, 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 so it's, it's really, it's about, you know, when do you want to, to come to peace within yourself? Do you want it now or do you want it 10 lifetimes from now? So that's really the question to ask yourself. And it's okay, whatever you answer, because you've got as much time as you need. So I guess for me, I would rather just get on with it. And, and, uh, and that's why, you know, you take it on, you do the work, you, you heal yourself, you look at yourself, you look at yourself honestly, you stand in front of the mirror and really ask the deep questions, you know, because that's all you're doing is having a conversation with your infinite self, you in the mirror, one level. So yeah, there's, um, there's work involved, but you have all the time you need to do it. And there's no, you know, there's no time like now. There's no other moment in this moment. There's only the present moment. You know, be here now, the power of now, all of that saying the same thing. So it's your choice. You can get on with it or you can just 
chill for a lot longer. I don't, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> but at the same time, because I'm always going to say the opposite to him, is <laughs> that's what's so funny about us being an interview together. At the same time, oh, stop like, it. So funny. At the same time, is you don't have compassion for yourself. You know, everything takes as long as it takes. And the point you made, like, there's this, it, there's this urge coming from our anxiety because we don't want to feel the pain we're in to actually get out of this quickly. Like, I want to lose this weight now because I can't handle how I feel and what's coming up for me. And all this lack of self love and this self judgment. Like, we have so much stuff coming up in every moment that we don't want to feel because we don't want to feel it. We want to fix everything and we want to grow quickly, quickly, quickly. But the thing is, everything takes as long as it takes. And the more you actually understand that I am at diamond at the moment, or I'm at circle, and these are the challenges I'm having, and that's okay. And then guidance will come in, and teachers will come in, and workshops will come in, and everything will show up once you accept where you're at to help you. But you have to be compassionate with yourself and give yourself time to feel, you know, like I think grief is a big teacher on that because you can't just wake up one day and it's done. Like it takes years and years, and it's going to keep coming up. And everything we're doing in our growth is like that. You know, there are no quick fixes. It's nice to think there are, but there gets to be a point in your journey, I'd say from circle onwards, where people start to realize that the quick fix is just a creation of the mind and it's not actually truth. And they're no longer that attached to that. But when someone's at square or they're at diamond, they're still really in that energy of like wanting quick fix, wanting quick fix, because the, the, the having to sit with the actual pain that's there in the emotional body is hard. Whereas someone's at circle, they're much more connected to their heart. They're much more able to be vulnerable and to be real with people and to say look I'm just not in a great place today because I've got some stuff I've been working through it's just it's more accepted if you're in a community of people at that terrain it's just the relationship with that anxiety is different so but it's a really great point that you brought up and that and there's you know terrains where that is really relevant people just want to be fixed now give me a pill and, you know, I used to be a Feldenkrais practitioner. I used to work with people with chronic pain and they would show up and they wanted me to fix them. And I was like, okay, this is going to be one kind of person I'm working with. And then there'd be other people who would come up who, who wanted to do the deep work and they wanted to work with their body patterns and understand the patterns of how they're using their bodies and they wanted to learn. And six months later, they were dramatically healed, much more so than the people who wanted the pill. But the people who wanted the pill, I didn't understand the terrains back then, that they could only ask for the pill because that's where they're at at that point in their journey. And you just have to have compassion for that and understanding for the amount of suffering that's going on at that place. Oh, gosh. Time flies when you're having fun. You know, our time is We're coming to... I know. Yeah. This, was, this was really a great conversation. I have so much more. I might have to reach out to you guys again because I, there's just um, so much more. We'd love to, we'd love to These are the best yes. questions. Honestly, people <laughs> usually ask us the questions we've given them and it's the same conversation. And this is so epic. Thank you. Thank you. I work really hard to try to, to highlight what people are doing. So I don't feel like there's enough places out there to really highlight it. And when, when we get on the news and then we get in front of interviews, we're usually not treated the same way. <laughs> like other business people are treated. They always ask us really stupid questions like, oh, you know, the, the pretty picture. So I want to give us the same acknowledgement, the same respect and the same, and the same um, focus that if you were any other public figure talking about your stuff, because your stuff is important. And so thank you. That's, that, that's why I feel like, I feel like that's my purpose. Yeah, <laughs> oh. Totally living your purpose is beautiful. Thank you. And so we're going to have to close out. I wish I could come over there and hug you, but we are totally <laughs> social distancing. We got like 60 million miles between us. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, <I> just... <laughs> but um, I always give you the last 90 seconds of the show to do your infomercial, talk about, you know, who you are, talk about your book, give them the call out, give them a call to, 
action, you know, taking the quiz. And is it a free quiz? Does it cost money to take the quiz? It's a five dollar. Uh, five whole dollars. Come on now, five dollars. The reason for asking you that is to five. help everybody, everybody feel like they're supporting this work and helping us to build this community. That, that's five dollars is the cost of a grain of sand. <laughs> yeah, you guys have five dollars. You guys should do this quiz. <laughs> The quiz will get you into uh, into our community to then be uh, brought information as to our, when our courses come out uh, on the website. You can uh, get links to the book. It's available at all online booksellers, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of them, you know, booksellers, retailers uh, have it. Uh, we also have a video on the website uh, that you can watch, which which will give a good overview as well. Uh, so there's a lot of good material there now. We've got social media. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, that. We do a lot of YouTube videos, actually. We recently just did a series applying the 10 terrains to coronavirus and how people at each terrain are responding to that. That's actually a really good series to watch on YouTube because it really shows how this is applied to the world. So yeah, if you go to our website, which is 10terrains.com, T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. So it's 10, not, not the number one zero, but T-E-N. 10terrains.com, you can find links to the book, to the quiz, to the YouTube channel, to the Facebook, to the Twitter. And yeah, we're just going to keep bringing out content now that we, we, we've been waiting for when was the right time to really bring this out. And now that everything's happening in the world, we just got tapped on the shoulder and told you got to bring this out now. People need this information. So we're now in the process of making lots of YouTubes and um, online courses and things like that. And, and when you complete the quiz uh, and get your result, we'd encourage you to get your report. That's an additional $11. And, and that's going to give you a tremendous amount of guidance and information at this point in your journey, not only where you're at and what you need to be doing, but how to understand others around you from that perspective, from that point of view. So it's, it's very you-centric. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite rich for that purpose. And then the book will give you kind of the overview of, of this model and, and help you to, uh, to go even more deeply into it. I love it. I love it. That, that, was, that was awesome. Thank you so much for spending, spending this hour with me and letting us know about your process. And, and for 16 bucks, I can take the quiz, get my results and sit down and really start looking at what I can do to take myself to the next level if that's what I want to do. And for my challenge for the community is take advantage of that because we are shifting and we need each other to help facilitate the shift. And to your point, Alan, I don't want to come back here 10 more times and do everything that I've done already. I don't. <laughs> I want to evolve to the next level. So I'm with you. <laughs> I think we have to do the work. I think it's time to do the work. And, um, I am encouraged, I'm encouraged our, our tribe here to, to take, to take that on because yeah, that's, that's guidance. thank you so much, you guys, you guys have a fabulous day, Let's take care and we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. So